Some exciting news here on this Monday, July 24th, 2023, with just about a little over a week to go before the 2023 trade deadline in Major League Baseball. The Colorado Rockies have gotten underway with their first trade of hopefully many by sending Pierce Johnson over to the Atlanta Braves for a couple of minor league prospects. I'm Skylar Timmons. This is Affected by Altitude, a bonus podcast here for you at Rocky Mountain Rooftop Network, a proud member of the Fans First Sports Network. And hopping on here just to, to break down some of this news of this trade the Rockies have made to, to start opening up some uh, some room on the roster and you know, cutting weight and really giving them an opportunity to, to change the organization, change the roster, and offload some veterans and open up space as they continue to retool and rebuild in this awful season and looking forward to the future. And first domino seems to have fallen here as it was reported this morning by MLB.com's Mark Fison. The Rockies had traded Pierce Johnson over to the Atlanta Braves for a pair of minor leaguers. According to a source, the Rockies have confirmed this since then. And they received right-handed pitcher Victor Vodnik and right-handed pitcher Tanner Gordon in exchange for Johnson. Vodnik is the Atlanta Braves' number 10 prospect, and Gordon is number 26 in the Braves system per MLB pipeline. So on the surface level, this is a fantastic, fantastic trade just on that surface level for the fact that the Rockies got two top 30 prospects. They got a top 10 prospect out of the Braves organization for Pierce Johnson. And we'll go into it a little bit here, breaking things down. But initial reaction for me this morning and a lot of fans is it just seems surprising that of all the talk about trades and who would be available and who they could send off, a lot of focus was on guys like C.J. Crone, Randall Gritchick, and a lot on Brent Suter and Brad Hand. There may have been some discussions like, yeah, teams could be interested in Pierce Johnson, but he may not be the top of the line. He might be, maybe, they trade off. He's a Colorado native. They like their Colorado natives. You know, he's a likable guy. He really fit in with the club in a way. Just seeing he he interacted well with the with the pitching core and the group. It seemed like he was a nice fit here in Colorado. Initially signed that one year, about five million dollar contract back in December. And for a while he was really that that main offseason acquisition for the Rockies at the big league level. That Jose Urania, it didn't work out. They kept, they signed Pierce Johnson, and then later on we saw some other additions, but for the most part, Johnson was like, this was our big off-season acquisition coming into spring training, and he seemed like he was going to be a fit. A nice setup guy, middle reliever, late-inning type of guy. There was a lot of promise there, and then the season just got away from him. He starts the season as the closer, Daniel Bard goes on the anxiety injured list and he starts the season as the closer and he does okay in his first couple of months in that role, converts his first 11 save opportunities, but everything was just still kind of shaky, struggled with walks. You know, he, he'd have a lot of outings where he gives up a run or two, makes things a little closer, nail bitey, more of a nail biter than you'd want him to be. And, but throughout the end of May, 
he's doing all right. 11 save opportunity, 11 saves converted, but he had a 6.23 ERA over those 23 appearances towards the end of May. And then he had a couple of blown saves within a couple of days of each other in early June. And I think that was finally it for the Rockies where they decided to cut him out of that role and hand it over to, to someone like Justin Lawrence. Daniel Bard was back and pitching better and working back towards maybe a closer role. But they trade him, or they don't trade him away just yet. But they make that mo- movement in that bullpen. So Johnson, he still gets a couple more saves. He ends up with 13 saves in total over 15 opportunities. But the problem for him became his just ineffectiveness. At Coors Field, he had an ERA well over 7, 7.23, but on the road, much better, 4.11 ERA. So the Colorado native was just horrendous pitching at home in Colorado. So not doing him any favors. So perhaps this move out to Atlanta can really help him figure things out. The the Atlanta Braves can tweak some mechanical things maybe, adjust some uh, approaches, some sequencing, and get him back on track as they continue to make a, a go down the stretch and make their run to the playoffs and trying to win another World Series. But overall for Johnson, ends his Rockies time with a 1-5 record, 13 saves, a 6 ERA, and a 1.846 whip. Both of those were career highs for him, so he, he struggled. And a lot of that struggles came from the command issues we saw out of Johnson this season. He had a career-high 5.8 walks per nine. So over the amount of time that he pitched in, in a Rockies uniform this season, it really played a factor into his success on the mound. In 39 innings pitched, so he's averaging about five, almost six walks per nine innings out of that 39 innings. Pitch, not great. And part of those command issues then led into more home runs, 1.6 home runs per nine, which didn't help. He gave up 25 or gave up seven home runs this season. That's the most of his career with a team, most since 2021 when he gave up six in 58 and two-thirds innings over 63 games. So he's worked Quite a bit, but the home run ball was, was tagging him quite a bit. 27 or 25 walks. The important number here is 58 strikeouts. The one thing for Johnson was that strikeouts were his thing this year. When he was on, he had some filthy stuff and could always rack up the strikeouts as needed or had that ability to get the strikeouts. So that's something that the Braves are getting. They could use in that bullpen. Something you'll always take if a pitcher can throw strikes and rack up the strikeouts, a 13.4 strikeouts per nine. Not too shabby for Pierce Johnson as well, a 30.9% strikeout rate. Not the best of his career, but still pretty decent, and a 13.3% walk rate, which has been the worst of his career since 2018 when he put up 11.8 in that first season. Then last season... 12.5. So it's gradually gone up. Not great. And that's something that the Rockies struggled with. We just saw him lose a game on Sunday against the Miami Marlins in extra innings. One, because he just can't throw strikes, isn't commanding of the zone as soon as there's traffic. 
he was running into trouble. So hopefully the move can really help him out. Ground ball and fly ball rates really struggled this year, and it's that line drive rate 40% on batted balls, and he was getting pounded for a 51.4% hard hit rate. So teams were hitting him hard, hitting line drives, and that's what was causing the trouble. So hopefully that move for him works out. He can iron things out and, and get back to an elite level. He's 32. Maybe we he can catch on somewhere again next year. Uh, maybe even the Rockies will look at him with that hope of after trading him, maybe re-signing him. Who knows? But Pierce Johnson, that'll end his time in Colorado this season at least. Rough ride. And it's amazing that the Rockies were able to turn this performance that I just mentioned into two pretty fairly decent promising prospects. You can look at their their numbers and everything, and it's it's interesting to look at. So first we'll look at Victor Vodnik, 23, drafted by the Braves in the 14th round in 2018 out of high school. Spent five minor league seasons. In 99 games, he's got a 3.48 ERA, and he's primarily worked specifically out of the bullpen. That's kind of where his future is. Started a little bit at the beginning, but now they've transitioned him. He's bullpen full-time now. And it's pretty good, that right-hander. Down in AA, he spent the season with the Mississippi Braves. Posted a 3.10 ERA across 40 and two-thirds innings in 30 games. He's got a 12.4 K per nine this season, and he does still struggle with the walks. He's kind of like, like a younger Pierce Johnson in terms of numbers right now. Lots of strikeouts, but the walks. Uh, he needs those to counteract the walks at a 5.5 walks per nine clip. So he's got to fix that up a little bit, hopefully wrangle those things in. And But he's got a good action, good off-speed. It's primarily a fastball and change-up mix. That fastball's well, reaching up into triple, triple digits. He can hit maybe 98 and everything. And so looking at his numbers... He's dealt with some injuries the past couple years, but looking at his numbers, he reminds me of what Justin Lawrence had to do. Justin Lawrence was that fireballer hitting 100, and then realizing he can tone that back a bit to wrangle in the control, and that's sometimes something hard for these younger guys to to get a grasp on. His game is, oh, they got to be throwing 103 miles per hour every pitch type of thing. doesn't necessarily work all the time. So if he can get in there, iron some things out, and get back to being able to just throw strikes, command the zone, because he's got some filthy stuff. You can see footage out there. He's about six foot, so a little short on the shorter side, pitching-wise, but still has a lot of nice action, nice, no, nice working stuff with his pitches where he can be that power arm out of the bullpen that some of the Rockies are gathering is a lot of power arms. And it's good to see that in the young young core that they're developing at this point, just kind of stocking up the system with these guys. Because you're always going to need relievers and as many as you can get that you think maybe you'll stick with the stuff they've got is huge. So he he's going to be, he's the prize in this package. And I think he's going to be really nice if he can develop those pitches, get a little bit better control of his command. You know, maybe you learn that you don't need to throw it 120. 100 miles an hour every pitch you can tone things down a bit maybe that 95 to 98 range that's perfect wrangle that in a little bit like Justin Lawrence did 
work on that sequencing and then use that change up or any other off-speed pitches you develop to iron things out even more the way they need them to. So Vodnik, really interesting. Uh, here touching on Gordon, drafted by the Braves. He's 25 in the sixth round of the 2019 draft from Indiana University Bloomington. He's spent four minor league seasons thus far. He's made 77 appearances, 62 starts. He's got a 4.54 career ERA across 339 innings of work. Started the season in AA this year, pitched fairly well, and then was promoted to AAA in the Braves system. Really struggled, got hammered hard. A couple of games where he gave up 10-plus runs. Struggled to an 8.28 ERA in six games and was sent back to AA where he's been since mid-June. Again, going back to relatively strong success. And this season, uh, down there in AA, he's had that 4.61 ERA with 55 punch-outs and 15 walks in 56 and two-thirds innings of work. So kind of the opposite of Vodnik where he's a guy that he's a starter, maybe a back-end rotation guy, slowly trying to bump up that velocity he was at you know, 90 miles an hour in 2021. He bumped it up to maybe about 93 to 95 in uh, 2022 with his fastball. So he's sitting in a nice range. And that fastball, according to some you know, scouting reports, carries up in the zone. It's got some nice chasing action. And that will complement his secondary pitches, a slider and a changeup that he uses to get the whiffs, swing and misses the chases. And so it's going to be really nice for him and important, again, for his development. Can the Rockies get a guy that can pepper the zone, work up in the zone, and complement with some wipe-away oh, extra pitches? The secondary pitches, that will really, really help him out with everything that's going on. So it's really nice to to see a couple of guys here. He's six foot five, lots of potential here, and it's Good to see the Rockies just continue to focus on this thing they need, pitching, pitching, pitching. They're doing well with it. These are a couple of good little prospects to, to pick up, stick in the system. If they work out, great. If not, you're not really losing much because Pierce Johnson was, no, he was a rental anyway for this season and wasn't doing that much for your team very well. He was on a nice stretch here since like June 21st. He was on like a three-point-something ERA, so... Had a nice thing they sold while the while he was hot, while his value was at its best here at this point in the season, which is something they need to do with the rest of the the guys that they have to trade, have that they have to sell off. And so overall, pretty happy with this trade. I think a lot of fans are happy with this, but I can gather reactions. It's they're just mostly surprised that the Rockies actually did something. I can fit into that camp. It, it's really nice to see them do this and and an indication of the things to come Mark Faisan also went on to say Rocky should be very active over the next week with Crone, Grichik, Profar Suter and Hand all potentially being moved I'm sure they may be even getting offers for Elias Diaz, Daniel Bard anybody and everybody should be up for sale at this point on the roster if they can uh, I doubt you're going to get it's fine to not get offers on like uh Ryan McMahon and Kyle Freeland, uh, some of those pitchers. But for these rental guys that are going to be free agents by the end of the season anyway, ship them off. We don't need them. Season's out of hand. We're not going to we're not gonna win. Let's see what the young guys have or what we can muster together of low cost and, and get what we can 
while the stove is hot. So that's kind of my our reactions. Overall, pretty nice little trade. Uh, if this is what the Rockies can get for Pierce Johnson, it's going to be interesting to see what else they can pull off in the coming week uh, with all these other guys that may have a little bit more value than Pierce Johnson. But one thing's for sure, they have to be active, and this is a good step in the right direction. So let us know your thoughts. What do you think of this trade? Are you happy with it? Are you mad about it for some reason? Or uh, what are you looking forward to? What do you think the Rockies do over the coming week? Again, you can always find us over at Rocky MTN Rooftop on on Twitter for our, or X, I guess as it's called. That's R-O-C-K-Y-M-T-N Rooftop. You can also find me at sideline underscore crowd over on Twitter. I'm also now on Blue Sky Social at at stimmons13, whatever the rest of those things are. And if Threads ever figures it out, you can find me over there at, at sideline underscore crowd. We're doing things everywhere. And be sure to follow uh, us at Purple Row. We also do some stuff over there. Lots of good writing articles. And also with Fans for Sports Network has a website now. Be on the lookout from them of articles that we put out on there as well. And sometimes they may not be Rockies related. But that'll do it here. Be sure to go check out Affected by Altitude. That was released here on this Monday. That's our long-form podcast. Evan Lang and I talked all about Rockies over the last week. Talked about home runs, the rookies, and then we talked about trade destinations for some guys on the block. So stick around, check it out, follow us on social media, and we'd love to hear back from you. Send us a review on the platforms you're listening to, whatever it may be. But that'll be do it. Follow along with us, and we'll... Try to keep you updated on everything going on with the Rockies here on Rocky Mountain Rooftop. We'll see you next time.